Hello, Sobertown. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. I want to start off by saying a couple things about SobertownPodcast.com. This is a great resource. Um, we have Todd from Australia who's been working on the sobriety tools, sober toolboxes, sobriety discussions, your body on booze. And there's a kid's toolbox in there too that L. Webby has put together. And we have recovery resources. All of our podcasts can be found on SobertownPodcast.com. Now, I've decided to do this next episode solo. I've tried different ways to approach talking about this subject, which is the attic voice and what we can do to fight the attic voice. You know, a couple of times I've just got stuck in the weeds where I just need to try to ride this out solo and see if I can explain what I found and what worked for me. And I'm not saying this will work for everybody, but it worked for me. And there's one thing that I, I do know that all of our journeys are different. And we, we go about our journeys in different ways. But there is one thing that we all have in common, and that's the way our brains are built and the way our brains process information and the way our brains are wired. There's a lot of this rewiring we can't fix, but is what we can do is we can rewire new pathways over the old pathways, and we can make these new pathways stronger. So that's what I'm going to try to convey today, and I'm just going to share what happened with me in my journey when I came into IAS and, and just kind of what I found worked for me. So here we go. Back in April of 2020, I found this I Am Sober app. I had been trying for three years on my own to quit drinking. I had lied to my wife so many times. Honey, I'm on my, my way home from work. And I would get in my truck and I would be driving home thinking that I could make it home today, that this was going to be the day that I could make it home. And then I would get to that liquor store three or four blocks from my house. And I went into zombie mode. And it's just like there was something in my head that took over and steered my truck into the parking lot, parked my truck, opened up my driver's door, walked me into the liquor store, walked me back where my beer was. And I'm, it's almost like on the, I'm on the outside and I'm looking in, watching my body open the cooler door, grab my beers, walk over and pay for them. I end up back in my truck and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I didn't make it again. And this happened day in and day out. I had been sober nine years prior to this. Then my brother died. I drank and it took me another nine years to get sober. But the last three years of trying to get sober, I was trying every day. I basically reset every day for three years. I could not, I could not make it home. I would wake up to go to work bound and determined that this was the day 
I'd wake up miserable, shame, guilt, remorse, really wanting to die. And I'm serious about the wanting to die part. I wanted to die. Looking at my phone, oh my God, what did I do today? What kind of damage did I create today? And, and look, I'm a jerk when I drink. And there was always repercussions. I would wake up and my wife would be in tears from the crap I did. I really wanted to stop drinking. I did not want to drink. And I, I promised her day after day, I wasn't going to drink. And I could not even make it home. So in April of uh, 2020, I found this app. I'm like, wow, there's a community in here. Everybody's, they're, they're like making posts about what they're going through. And I, I really got excited. And unfortunately, I, you know, I got in there and then I had a couple resets. June 1st, that night I got drunk and I was drunk texting into the app, into the people on the app. And I had people telling me, hey, Drifter, just go to sleep. Call it a day. So a couple of these people knew that I was smashed. And I woke up June 2nd. And I was just so embarrassed, so embarrassed. And I just, I just felt like this was my last chance to get sober. This was it. I'm, I'm not going to get sober if I can't make it here. Everybody else is getting sober and I want what they have. And during from April to that point of June, I had been in the app and I've been seeing other people recommend different books, podcasts. And I'd heard about Annie Grace and Craig Beck and Alan Carr and these different quit lit. Uh, authors. And I just woke up June 2nd, determined this was the day. So I got online, I downloaded the audio audible app. And the audible app gave me two free books for a 30 day free trial of their of their audio books. So my mentality is the way I am. Okay, I'll just get my two free books. I'll do before the 30 days and I'll just check out and and I'll get my two free free books. And that's what I did. And I downloaded Annie Grace, This Naked Mind, and Craig Beck, Alcohol Lied to Me. I paired it with my truck and I hit play and I listened to that whole book driving. And in that book, that night, I heard something that I'd never heard before, and it was about cognitive dissonance that Annie was talking about. I had never heard this. I've been in and out of recovery programs for over 40 years. I'd never heard of cognitive dissonance. Right then, I had like this light bulb moment that hold it. That's that voice that's controlling me that's in my head. And I pictured it like a little gremlin in my head, driving my truck for me, pushing buttons, pulling levers, manipulating me any way that it could. And that's how I pictured this, this attic voice. And all of a sudden, Annie Grace taught me what this was. It was my subconscious. And I'd never even thought about this. I realized from what she was teaching me, the cognitive dissonance, I'm having a battle between my conscious mind that doesn't want to drink and my unconscious mind, it has this pathway that I call the attic voice, 
and those two are fighting. And it's it's and my attic voice was winning every day. Really bad for the last three years. Uh, I was on my knees when I crawled into IAS. I was on my last leg, and I literally thought about suicide every day. That was my light bulb moment, cognitive dissonance. And I ended up listening to that book like, like six times in a row, just so that I could get, so I could get it. So from that point, I found out that I had the war between my conscious and my unconscious. And this was all kind of progressive. And then I started learning that I had this, this pathway that was corrupted. And that path, pathway in my brain is what I call the attic voice. I found out that I could not remove this pathway that basically I'm going to have this pathway there the rest of my life because it's in my mind. It's not even in my brain. It's in my mind. And the mind is separate from the brain. The brain is physical and the mind is mental. So I have this little mental gremlin in my mind driving me friggin' crazy if I don't get a drink. Also, what I found out in that book from Annie Grace, This Naked Mind, was ACT. And it's a tool that she, she created that helps people get through the cravings. And it's ACT, A-C-T, aware, clarify, turn around. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to see if I can use this. I'm going to see if I can work, if it'll work for me. So I'm driving in my truck and I'm on my way home from work in the morning and bam, I get hit with one of those cravings from hell. And it's just like, you know, you, you, you get real clammy and sweaty and your heart is racing. And I remembered act. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this right now. What does the A stand for? Oh, what is it? Oh, well, where? Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm, I'm having a craving. I'm aware of it. This is a craving. What, does, what is the C? And I couldn't remember the C. Oh, yeah, it's clarify. Now I need to find out what I'm feeling. Okay, my heart's racing. Uh, I, I feel sweaty. I feel flushed. I have all this anxiety. I really have this urge just to pull into the into liquor store that's coming up. I just clarified what I was feeling and then turn around for the T. And turn around is okay. If I if I take that drink, what's going to happen? Because I have this voice telling me that just take the drink and then I'll I'll take all this away from you. And turn around is where you start thinking about the consequences, which I've never been able to do. Hell, I'd never thought about the consequences. And I, so I started thinking, okay, well, if I take that drink, if I stop and get that drink, I just lied to my wife. And then if I stop and take that drink, I'm going to be in a blackout by the end of the day. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel like shit. And I'm going to just have a horrible night at work. Then I'm going to wake up in the morning. And I went through the whole process of this. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to have the guilt, shame, remorse. And I'm going to want to die. And I, I processed all that through. And it, was, it, took, it took a little while to process it through. Long enough, by the time I processed it through, I was already past the liquor store. 
this is what that tool did for me. Normally, I didn't have a way out. When I was driving on my way home, I didn't have a way out. Nothing to think about. And I just went into zombie mode. And for the first time in my life, I thought about something else other than the alcohol. I thought about using this tool, ACT. I couldn't even remember what the letters stood for. And I had to think about it. And I really, it took a lot of effort to think the process through. What the hell does awareness mean? How, how the hell do you clarify it? What did she say about turning it around? You know, I just, I had to, it took a lot of effort and thought. But you know what? I made it home that day. And it got me past the liquor store. I was like, wow, this worked. And then I didn't drink that whole day. Not only did I make it home, I didn't drink that whole day. Is what happened while I was driving by going through this motion of talking this through to myself, the craving dissipated. It's not that it went all the way away. It was still, there was still a residue there hanging out. But it went away far enough to where it wasn't so overpowering that I went into zombie mode and I made it home and I didn't drink that night. And I was like, wow, that worked, man. That's badass. That worked. It got me home and I didn't drink. I started practicing with ACT. The first few months, it was so much work. It was just so much work. I was looking for, I put my mind in like bulldog pit bull mode where I was looking for a thought of a thought of a thought. If I got any kind of thought in my mind concerning alcohol, romanticizing or whatever it was, I went right over to act. Okay. I'm having this thought. I'm aware of it. And how's it make me feeling? I'm clarifying it and I'm turning it around. And I practice with that day in and day out. And I, I really worked it hard and it took a lot of effort. And about four months into using this, what, and it also during this time, my cravings really, I wasn't getting hit every day. In fact, they just started like falling off because not only am I doing act, I'm diving into my sobriety. I'm listening to Annie Grace like six times in a row, Craig Beck, Alan Carr, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by. Mark Mason, Brene Brown, the power of vulnerability. I'm, I'm jamming all of this into my head and I'm using, I'm using act for my cravings. So I'm not, I was really working it because when I woke up June 2nd, I did not want to go back is what really helped me out is I dove into my sobriety. I started meeting people in the IS community there was a group of us that were starting together and we built a little network together and we, we encouraged one another. And then, you know, we would get visits from people from, you know, milestones that, that were further up and they would come, come down and they would support us, you know, at these earlier mile, milestones, all of a sudden, I, you know, I had a week, a month, a couple months, you know, four months, I was winning. I was winning. And I found out I can get through the day if I do something. Sitting in my truck and driving home without doing anything just got me to the liquor store and ended, I ended up drinking that day. 
by using this tool that worked for me, this worked for me. And it's almost like a form of, it's almost like a distraction is that addict voices attacking me from my subconscious. I'm filling my subconscious with this tool. I'm becoming aware, I'm thinking it through. Aware, clarify, turn around. And it worked. But there's something I didn't realize that it was doing as I was working it, is it was building a new pathway. I was like four months into using this, this tool, all of a sudden I realized that I was getting, I was getting cravings and it's like my mind was going into automatic mode, shutting those cravings down. And I was amazed. I was like flabbergasted. Wow, man, this is going, my mind's going into automatic mode. I didn't realize when I was using this that I was building a new pathway. And the only way that I can really even explain this would be like if you were learning how to type or play the guitar or piano or something, where in the, in the beginning, it was really, really, really difficult, really difficult. And you had to, like, if you're typing, you had to, like, figure out, divide the, the keyboard up, put your fingers on the key keys. And I, I still don't type. I'm like, I use one index finger from one hand and one index finger for the other. I've never learned how to type. But you know what? I've learned how to defeat the attic voice. And is what it's done with this new pathway that it built that I didn't even know that it was building. It shut down my cognitive dissonance. You guys, I don't, I don't have a battle in my mind anymore if I should drink or not. By practicing that one, that one tool, because that's all I used, and I really paid attention what was going on with myself as I was going through this whole process because I've never paid attention in 40 years. And eventually you guys are going to see where I went in over 40 years. And it's not nice. And I've been to three inpatient rehabs, two outpatient rehabs. God only knows how many AANACA meetings in my life. And I've never been able to get it. And I never have ever had a tool until at until I started using ACT, thinking about it, applying it, it's really difficult in the beginning. And some of those cravings were really tough to get through. I mean, I really had to use ACT because that one pathway used to be so strong. It was so strong, it could be put me, it made me a liar, a thief, whatever. It did, it made me a lousy dad. I didn't care about anything in my life other than satisfying that pathway. I was a horrible coworker. I was mean. I was rotten. And I found a way to use this one tool. And it took a lot of work. And then, like four months later, it was effortless. It's like it went into automatic mode, and this new pathway was like that bulldog in the, in the record yard that when that voice climbed over the fence to try to get me, that bulldog in my mind went after that attic voice and chased it back over the fence. My pathway is powerful, my new pathway. I do not have the war in my mind like I had before. I just wanna thank everybody for listening. And I just, 
really hope this helps someone that you can do it too. I couldn't even make it home. And I, I just found a way to get home by using a tool that Annie Grace put out. And it's a powerful tool. It's almost like you distract yourself and you don't even realize it, but you're building a new pathway as you do it. And it just beats sitting in it and doing nothing because there's a lot of, a lot of people will just sit with it. Well, I'm telling you guys, if you're at day zero, you've been sitting in it for too long. And that's why you're looking for a, a way out. You're looking for somebody to tell you, I wish I would have had somebody to tell me uh, that, hey, if you use this tool and you apply it to your life, it may help you, but you don't know if you don't try. And, I'll, and I know other people that have used this tool and they didn't surrender. I, I have not surrendered. I know that, that that's a big thing out there. Well, just surrender. You'll be okay and you can get through it. Well, I've never surrendered. In fact, is what I did is I went on the attack and I took my mind back and it does not have control over my life. And it does not dictate to me what I'm going to do today or tomorrow. In fact, now is what I've done is I've become a sober warrior and I'm fighting against this addiction that has killed my brother. My grandfather committed suicide because of his alcohol addiction and his father killed himself because of his alcohol addiction. And here I was one step away from killing myself from alcohol addiction. Well, I'm, I'm taking my life. No, I took my life back. So I hope that somebody out there gets it, that you can do something. You don't have to sit with these thoughts and you don't have to like just be there and be their slave. As far as I'm concerned, my opinion, you don't have to surrender. You can get up and get in the arena, which is our mind. It's not our brain. It's our mind. Get in the arena, fight this shit through and take your life back. If I act like I get all pumped up about this, it's because I am, because there is a way out. Uh, if you end up going into some recovery program, that's fine too. But you don't have to sit with these thoughts. You can, you can take your mind back. I'm not a 12-stepper, but I love different aspects of Alcoholics Anonymous and I've did 12 steps. They say there, if you, if you work it, it works. You won't know if this method for you will work if you don't try. And nothing happens overnight. Just like learning how to type, play the guitar, play the drums. To do anything, it takes work to build a pathway. But once you build that pathway, it's there and it's there to stay. We're sober warriors. Let's just jump in that arena and let's take our lives back. Let's take our families back. Thank you for joining me today. I hope with something I've said in here may help you. I hope I haven't said so much that it confuses you. But this is what I know. You have the power to take your life back. And in my opinion, you don't have the surrender. You have the power to forcibly take your mind back and kick that damn addict voice to the curb by building a new pathway. And if I can do it, you can do it. Remember, pour the
the poison down the sink.